Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd. And I'm V, your comic book nerd. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, you son of a... <laughs> I'm sorry. Gort. I, I, I Gort. No, I actually, I did it. I, I really didn't mean to do it. I, I was just kidding you. Sorry, I, I have to apologize, guys. I kind of fucked up the uh, uh, editing of the podcast last mm. week. So I just mm. wanted to give you that because... That that interrupting Diz right there that wasn't that was me actually doing it. It wasn't uh, technical issues that I had somehow managed to do in, in editing last wait, week. Wait, wait! I have a really important question to ask you both. Uh huh. Yeah. How do you spell Massachusetts? M A S S. No way. M A S S. That's true. Let me get to it. M A S. I got it. M A S S A C H U S E T T S. Right. Yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. Jesus Christ, it took me back to fifth grade. You remember that, V? The uh, state test that we had? Oh, yeah. All the I states always and had capitals? That, and then, you know, there was always, like, for Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, like, you had to, like, almost sing a song to get it. Like, and my, yeah. Yeah, but we all got Mississippi. Yeah. No one told us about Massachusetts with its fucking five S's and six T's and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who's the, Christ, who's the sorry about that. that. Continue that. your apology. So, <laughs> it was just one of those moments where, like... Like, had a flashback to fifth grade. I'm like, how the fuck do you spell this thing? Yeah. Are, now, you, Diz, are you live I, tweeting? Yeah, I am live tweeting. You are. <laughs> Diz, I understand. You, you have a you have a pretty interesting story. But I have... So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it a little weird right now. Because, Ali, I um I had a dream about you last night. And Ooh, was sex it, was dream? That, was it a sex dream? No, no, no. Nothing like that. It was... Well, it, we both immediately asked <laughs> a sex dream. With very different intentions, you sounded slightly excited, and I was slightly apprehensive. It was. Uh, I don't. At least I don't think it was a sex dream. Uh, you were trying to choke me. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. Um, oh Jesus, V. Uh, so Ooh, I, I had a. It was actually kinks. He's got some David this, Carradine dreams there. You were in this dream too, Diz, which is weird because like we were like we were obviously you're in Philadelphia. Elise, so we don't really get a chance to... We haven't seen each other in like six or seven months or however yeah, long yeah. you've been gone for. But we were like... We had gotten together. We were like doing the podcast like we used to do when you had lived in California. And then you had... And then somehow you had decided that you no longer wanted to live in the mortal world. So you decided to kind of leave on the western shores into Valyria or whatever the hell you call it, right? <laughs> Valyria, isn't that from Game of Thrones? Yeah, you know what is the what is the uh, Tolkien version of that? Valinor. Oh yes, the Valinor, the Undying Lands, or whatever it is, yeah. right? Now, so you decided that you wanted to dissipate into the Undying Lands, but you were all like, "I need you to get rid of the evidence," and then that, and then you disappeared. <laughs> and the problem is though, me and Diz were sitting there going, "We don't know what the evidence is." And what I'm trying to figure wait out, the evidence for what? What was I giving you the evidence? That's, for? that's the thing. That's what I was trying to figure out because I woke up and I went. He, was, he, he literally disappeared like freaking Gandalf on the shore, and he wanted me and Diz to get rid of the evidence, but I don't know what the evidence was, and mm. it was that th- it's literally been bothering me all day, and I'm like, did you like implant a seed into my mind to get rid of evidence? Should I get rid of the evidence? Did you ever die? You'll immediately be like, I gotta get rid of the evidence. Because <laughs> I'm like, Diz, like, what would you think the evidence would be? What would you think? Would be so egregious that Elite did that we had to get rid of the evidence for. It's, I'm just interested to in seeing what your opinion on that whole thing. I mean, I think it's pretty clear what I, what it is. Yeah, but go ahead. Do you, oh, you want me to? You want me to do this? Yeah, I'm I want exci- you to no, guess. No, I, I, I want to see what because it is. I, I just don't know because it's like obviously. Because I want to know what both of you too. think about me. So yeah. go ahead, guess. Do you want me? To, do you want me to? Okay. 
Guess. Go ahead, what do you think it is? It's your secret family in fucking England, obviously. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you like, like you put out a hit on him? No, this, <laughs> this this moron has been trying to get the this this rumor of that I have a secret family in England going for like months now. He's been telling Afghans. He failed to understand one simple rule: that's don't mess with me. I have <laughs> infinite patience, and I the, have boundless sense of spite. The, I, I gave him a new child over the weekend. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Cause How many kids do you have now? He has he has one, and his wife is pregnant with the other. Does, wow. How old are you again? Just a quick question. That's uh, none of your business. No, how old are you? Just roughly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't be shy. 30. You're going to be 30, right? Yeah. You are I'm, 30. No, I'm, I am 30. You're 30 years old, right? Yeah. And would you say, would you say it's fair to say that you were slightly traumatized from the Candyman? Fuck you, oh, asshole. Right? Piece of shit. Would you, just, uh, would you say that's a fair assessment? How old were you when that happened? I don't know, man. Five, six, you fucking So I want you to man. think. That's what? 25 years of trauma? You fucking asshole. Just 25 years of trauma is what I'm capable of. So this guy pretends to be the good guy. I'm next over here time, next creating time you, a family for you. Next time you feel bored and you want to spread a rumor about me, I want you to think is this worth. 25 more years of trauma and if the answer is yes well then let's have it listen let's man, have at it i'm over here trying to fucking make you a nice family man and you're over here trying to traumatize just, just me pointing that out just pointing that out all right What's, what about you v what do you think my uh, the evidence is see now this is rough because like i've been racking my brain trying to figure out what evidence you want me to get rid of right and I'm like, because there's not a whole, I mean, uh, let's face it, you're, you're pretty shameless. So mm. I think most of what your intentions are always kind of put out there in the public anyway, right? So I can't necessarily, I can't necessarily say what I think the evidence is, but I imagine that we would be constantly being chased by an albino Catholic guy who likes to whip himself mm. uh, in a Da Vinci Code style adventure. And they would end up with some weird underground thing in the Louvre. Mustafa turned out uh, turned into a Catholic now. I mean, I guess. I mean, he be- somehow he became a Bernie bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, tr- <laughs> like, it's true. He did more. He did more political activism than all of us <laughs> this past election. I'm actually um, pretty impressed. This is the best political glow up of all time. His mom right? is it Mustafa. Did yeah. I tell you that Mustafa's wife uh, is friends with? Yeah, Kais? yeah, yeah. I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I found that out uh, after our grandma passed away because she was Mustafa's mother-in-law was um, staying with us at the house um, here, and we were talking about like Afghan PhDs because uh, I think uh, our friend Noura had sent flowers. You know, thanks again for the the flowers you sent after my grandmother passed away. And she's like, "Oh, who's Noura?" And I was like, "Oh, she's my my friend from Duke. She's finishing up her PhD there." And she's like, "Oh, I met this nice young Afghan PhD. He came from Afghanistan. He's doing his PhD in Minnesota." I'm like, "Oh, was his name Kais?" She's like, "Yes. How did you know?" And I showed her a picture of him. She's like, "Oh my God, that's him. He stayed at my house. We were renting it out for an Airbnb, and he stayed with us for like a few weeks while he was here in DC." And I was like, "Ah." Very small world, but like they hung out last weekend. Mm. I guess uh, uh, Mustafa's mother-in-law and wife went up to to Philadelphia and they went and hung out. Oh, interesting. Mustafa used to be uh, the fourth host of this show. For yeah, the like fourth host know. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, in reality, it, it would probably be my notes. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. some of them you should publish. Some of them must be destroyed. Interesting. Yeah. No, I understand that. I figured the ones. 
the ones that are in uh, Latin that have all the weird circles and symbols in them probably mm. have to get rid of those. Uh, because for most people, it's a, <clears throat> it's clear the browser, right? That's yeah, the, yeah. Destroy the history. That's the the like look, man. You don't have to I do that if you're private browsing. No, I'm. Uh, there's nothing on my lap. I mean, the only thing that's on my laptop that'll get me in trouble is the shit that I Google search. Mm. <laughs> I Google search. I kid you not. I Google searched the other day. This is word for word. ISIS video. <laughs> I, pu- I put it into Google Diz. What the hell is wrong with you? I put it into Google search. You have issues, like, man. I'm just going to say that if I end up in Guantanamo Bay, you guys need to be like, okay, he's an academic. He's like, he's putting this shit into a PowerPoint. Oh. He's not watching this stuff and becoming radicalized. All right. So just tell us where your secret funds are so we can get you out of Guantanamo <laughs> this Bay. Was, this was, I'm literally Googling this shit. And Google's the Google is sitting there because I envision him as an actual person. Of course, mm-hmm. he's sitting there. And he's going, "Yep, better report this guy to the FBI." Yeah. So look, before you do all this, make sure, like off air, you text us the coordinates for your underground bunker. You rich piece of shit. Because mm. we're gonna have to find your your you savings. You assume it's a bunker. Oh yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't go underground. Mm. That's true. It's probably some like. Uh, so, yeah, tell us the coordinates to that library that's like your fucking it's drug some, front or for it's money. It's some like Mediterranean fountain. Like, it's going to be like, it's going to look like a. Uh, it's a hidden a, villa. A sook in Marrakesh, you know? Like. <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> Listen, sook is, a, is, a, is not a place where you sleep or. <laughs> that's the point, though. It's all like, you're going to like, you're going to like climb underground. It's going to go into this like giant library. And it's going to be like a crypt, and then somehow like the, the the body of like of all sorts of like thinkers and everything are going to be in there. You've somehow resurrected the dead, and they're Man. all sitting there smoking hookah. Yeah, and Candyman's in there to fucking haunt me just in case I end up in there somehow. You need to find more interesting dreams, my friend. <laughs> we need you to get some excitement in your life because you're dreaming some boring shit here. I refuse to. Okay, I live. A you literally life. just dreamed that I went off into the undying lands, which is not inaccurate. It's probably how I'll end up dying, mm-hmm. <laughs> sailing off to Valinor. You'll pull. An, need, you'll pull an Obi Wan. You know, where's the, your your dream should be about your fantasies? You know, you winning awards, and the adulation of crowds, or even of a woman. Uh, you know, like any type of like that builds you up, makes yeah. you feel good. Like you wake up, you're like, man, that was a good dream. I would be impressed with the fact that you would get on a boat. So, like, I'm really. That I've was been more... on a boat before. Have you? Yeah, How do you think you got to this country? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> racist, right there. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Racism dog alert. Uh, I've been on. I've been on uh, cruises. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I guess you wouldn't end up going to the Undying Lands on the boat that they went on. You'd end up going. Oh, you mean like? Cruise. Oh, you mean like a boat boat, like a little yeah, rowboat yeah. type shit? Yeah, like the one that Elrond and all them went on. Oh, that's a sailboat. I've yeah. been on a sailboat. The last sailboat I've been on, there was the Pilgrim. Oh what? my god! Okay, in fourth grade. <laughs> fourth grade. You've yeah. never heard of it, this? No. In fourth grade, we spent a night on a sailboat. The fuck from like the like, not like a like a rich sailboat, like a historical sailboat. I don't yeah. think they're even called sailboats. What are they called, V? No, I don't know. I, I think it's a corsair. It's, uh, no, it's not corsair. <laughs> a frigate. <laughs> a frigate. Yeah. What are those boats? That, you know the the like, Mina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria type yeah, shit. It was like some colonial ass shit, right? Because we were reading uh, Two Years from the Mast by Richard Henry Dana. <laughs> yeah, and we uh, spent the night there, where we had to role play, yeah, uh, and not the good role play. 
we played like a. Thank God, it's not the good role play. We were nine. First, <laughs> yeah. we were first mates and it mates. Wasn't a Catholic and, ship was it? And then there's like a there's a this whole. Oh, come on, guys. Come on, come on, y'all. Yeah, uh, there was a like the leather finders and the ropemen yeah. and the and you had to eat like uh, uh, rat yeah, stew. Yeah, that's rat disgusting. Stew. It was a really rat dumbass. It was beef. It was halal though. It was. I think it was halal rat. So it was okay. Um, yeah, no. What, what, so yeah, and like I had, they had me in the galley. I had to, I had to make the food. Yeah, he was yeah. a cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah that seems fair. Assistant yeah. cook. That seems fair. I, leave I actually signed up for it though. I actually signed up to be in the galley. Were you the? Uh, the I was the rope people. We did. We handled the ropes. What was the? What was the bad guy or the the pirate's name from uh, Princess Bride? Dread pirate, Dread pirate something. Pirate Roberts. Yeah, that's that's what Ali was. No, we were the rope people. We handled all the ropes. Mm. That was the one. That was one sailboat, and then I went on one other one. We did. I did a trip with some friends, and uh, one of the friends of a friend, not my friend, but my friend's friend, uh, had a sailboat. Ah, see, you rich bastard. We went on there for like a solid couple hours. Fucking it was rich. one of the dumbest. It was extraordinarily lame. It's a very boring form of entertainment. I can uh. see why white people like it, but like, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I don't understand the appeal of boats. Yeah, I didn't understand. Honestly, I was yeah. like, "What do we? What exactly is the purpose?" Like, it's nice out here, but we're yeah, in the boat I, on some water. Did you I play did. with the jib? No, I definitely didn't play with the jib. Did I was you, feeling uh, very. It was. It's a lot less steady than you think it is. Dave. Yeah, I don't. It's do not a boat like you think. It's very. It's not a comfortable experience for those of us that don't like. Rocking back and fucking forth. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. Your boy don't s- mess with boats. I literally just kind of perched myself somewhere and pushed my foot up against um, this little surface. Were you doing like Washington crossing the Delaware type thing, like that pose? No, or was it well, no? there was no. I would, if I had done that, my fat ass would have fallen right off. <laughs> yeah. There was no way I'd do that shit. Yeah, don't you have a standing? Uh, you have a standing understanding with uh, Neptune, the god. Yeah, me and Neptune, we go way yeah. back. You know, Poseidon. I don't mess with his people. He doesn't mess with me. Hmm. That's true. That's how you fast travel to Europe. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking V, man. Listen, all of this shit aside, all right. Hmm. I don't. I don't care. Uh, I mean, I do care about these stories and your dreams, V. You know, they're very important. But the most important thing that we're going to talk about today, right, is I got suspended from Twitter again. Oh my god! Well, you got suspended for filling fulfilling your dream. I think, though, right. This is such bullshit. Fuck Twitter. Jack, I'm coming for you, you son of a bitch. I will find you, and then I will... No, I can't even tweet things at you. I'm going to post bad Instagram stories about you from now on, you son of a bitch. Someone done snitched on me again, man. Man. Just uh, breaking news as we're talking about this. Uh, California votes Bernie Sanders. Ooh, that's big. That's big. the largest prize. Good, good, good. That's That's big. That's huge for the burner. No, yeah, is, yeah. Um, but yo, man, I got someone. Is, someone's someone's stalk, stalking your Twitter like genuinely? Yeah, like legitimately, man. Like what the hell, dude? All I've like, so I got suspended a few a few weeks back for my Nick Bosa rants. All right, <laughs> and in those ones, maybe I was a little harsh. I. <laughs> You know, maybe yeah. just a little. <laughs> Literally, know? every one of them's like, "Fuck you, man." No, it was. 
Hey, Nick Bosa, I hope when you get out of your car, you hit your head on the door, you racist son of a bitch, right? Mm. I would always throw in a little profanity in there, and I'd call him a racist piece of shit or a racist piece of trash or a racist bitch or something. I'd always call him a racist in it. And then I got suspended. And I was like, ah, maybe it's the profanities that's causing me to be suspended. Because I got suspended for 24 hours. Yeah. Fine. I'll take my fucking 24-hour timeout, and I'll learn from it. So I started tweeting less harmful tweets at him. Hey, Nick Bosa, I hope you spill mustard on your shirt. Hey, Nick Bosa, I hope you miss a spot while you're shaving. Hey, Nick Bosa, I hope your food is either too cold or too hot, depending on what it's supposed to be. Right? Like... They're, those are very innocuous tweets and then the one very I, mild yeah very mild you know what i got suspended for i got suspended for saying hey nick bosa i hope your allergies act up and you can't stop sneezing mm. uh someone is genuinely i think reporting you is what's going on yeah, yeah man it has to be right <laughs> i don't these white people man listen white folks let me make fun of nick bosa all right. I mean, can you really say that it is? Oh, yeah. You don't know though. Is it really like? Do you really think a white person did it? I don't know, man. Maybe it's some fucking pissed off San Francisco 49ers fan because they're mad because they lost a damn Super Bowl. Yeah, get over it. It's I been a month. Like, I feel like sports fanaticism overtakes, you know, uh, anything else with a lot of people, right? So like, they may not agree with what Nick Bosa says. They may think he's a racist, but the fact that you're kind of going against someone who they like. Who plays the sports ball good? Um, you know that they would uh, that they would report you like that. Yeah, but it's, it's bullshit. All right, let me go at this fucking multimillionaire who never has to work again for the rest of his life after football. Right? Who's gonna make hundreds of millions of dollars in his career? Who's gonna sleep with beautiful women? And he's he's gonna be like, let me let me have this. Twitter? He doesn't have a lot, guys. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot. I'm, I'm not asking for much, all right? I looked forward to I waking up I wonder if he's the one actually reporting you. That'd be funny, actually. Which is why they respond so quickly. Because I'm going to tell you, one of the worst things about Twitter is their, in, their, their lack of response. Mm-hmm. They literally, I mean, uh, people reported death threats, sexual, uh, you know, violence threats, and Twitter does nothing. Right. Or it'll say so and so has violated it, but they don't do anything. And yet here you are tweeting about sneezing, and you got suspended for a whole week. When is your suspension over, by the way? Thursday. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. And motherfuckers have been tweeting at me and shit, and I can't even respond to it. So I have to use the currently nerdy Twitter to respond to people. And I'm afraid to talk shit about Nick Bosa on the currently nerdy Twitter because I don't want that to get suspended. Yeah, if you if you fucking ruin our currently nerdy Twitter, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, look, man. Of all the tweets that you've posted. Like on on the currently nerdy Twitter. This is and, true, and we've never gotten suspended. Yeah, but you know, I'm I as much as I'm like I I'm mean to people. I don't cuss. I've never I didn't cursed cuss either. anyone. It's always like it's it's like it's vigorous without mm-hmm. being offensive. Well, I I did curse him, but I didn't cuss at him. There's a difference between cursing and cussing. Yeah, vigorous I, without being defensive. That's how I make love. Offensive, offensive. <laughs> what the fuck did V say? He said, "That's uh, how huh? I make. That's how I make love." <laughs> Is that what you tell your man every night? <laughs> oh come on! It's gonna be vigorous and not defensive. I'm First of all, I said offensive, not defensive. I don't know what the hell you people are reading. That's what V said. V said but, defensive. But this so is gross. Just, on, just quoting on, him. 
but on another yeah, on yeah. a whole nother level. All right, let's go into what we really need to talk about today. Uh, the second most important thing. The second most important thing after Diz losing his virginity, um, is Twitter virginity, Twitter virginity is Super Tuesday. Uh, so yeah. as we're recording this, Super Tuesday is going on, uh, and it has been a clusterfuck, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it has been an insane experience. The primaries are just getting started. Those of you who are listening to us from abroad, sorry for the very American-centric episode today, but what happens in America doesn't stay in America, as one someone famously said. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, it's the truth, right? America votes a president and countries get bombed. So, mm-hmm. w- this is a very important election for Americans. It's the first election, uh, first presidential election after the election of Donald Trump, and it's supposed to have unified the Democrats in order to defeat Trump. And instead, it's turning out to be deeply contentious. It started with, uh, as most of our primaries do, with Iowa, followed by New Hampshire, followed by Nevada, then South Carolina, and then today, Super Tuesday, in which Massachusetts, Minnesota, Alabama, Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Utah, Colorado, California, and Texas all vote. So it's a big day. It's why it's called Super Tuesday. So I'm going to turn this over to V, who's actually give us a little bit about why it's called Super Tuesday, why these these uh, states, and then we're going to dig into what's actually happened right now as as we're talking. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Super Tuesday, it's interesting. Uh, so I was reading it before here. Uh, Super Tuesday is the day in which Superman landed from Krypton and started his own Zionist conspiracy within the United States. What the fuck did you just say? I'm sorry, what? Uh, excuse me. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm on the wrong podcast, now, I think. Now um, we are all going to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm only kidding, of course. Uh, Super Tuesday. So it was actually... Uh, I, I didn't know this until I started reading about it, but it's a fairly modern... I mean, it started within all of our lifetimes, which yeah. I find is interesting, right? So in 1988. So me and Ali Speak were for two, yourself. I yeah, was I not know. born. Diz, you, you know, you you were you were somewhere, certainly not here. I was um, a speckle in my dad's eye. Oh, I guess. okay. Ugh, all right. <laughs> you know, they were trying to kick your ass out of the Undying Lands in 1988, and um, you know, it was a strategy that was employed by the Democratic National Convention as well as the Southern like governors of the South, like Democrats of the South, and they wanted to reassert their powers uh, to nominate, mm-hmm. to basically not uh, to nominate a Democratic um, uh, president or nominee, right? Now, the idea being that they really weren't turned on or they weren't really into the more liberal candidates that the rest of the country kind of tried to bolster. So, like, guys like Dukakis and everyone else, like, they, you know, they wanted to temper those candidates. And by basically starting in the process early, they were hoping that they could basically control kind of who would end up getting the nomination. Right. Um, it didn't actually work. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the states in the South actually abandoned being a part of Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's become, you know, the kind of the, the one of the most important, if not, you know, the second most important day in terms of our American elections. Yeah. Right. And it allows for this uh, this block of, of states that voted today are basically kind of naming or more or less kind of like setting the tone for the rest of the cycle uh, for for the campaigns, um, so we had the 14 states and then American Samoa uh, were voting today. Uh, and the thing that makes this interesting is that this is the first time that California or me and Dizar uh, is actually voting on Super Tuesday. And you take that mixed with Texas, 
and the other 14 states, and it accounts for uh, 1,345 delegates, which is about 34% of the country. So that's, um, you know, it's a huge block, and it really does, I mean, it truly does set the tone for the rest of the, uh, for the rest of the 2020 elections. Um, after they, they come after the first four states, like Ali had mentioned, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, mm-hmm. and South Carolina, and those are the ones that kind of really start everything off. And I think you mentioned that the person who wins South Carolina is usually the one who wins the nomination, correctly? It's not always that South whoever wins South Carolina ends up becoming president, but certainly they do get a boost for the nomination. Yeah. So it's like kind of gives them the power in that sense. Yeah, so yeah. Like this time's a little bit different. As you noted, California is voting in the Super Tuesday. Last time in 2016, it was with Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, and South Dakota. So this is a bit different. In this way, this curbs some of that southern block that V was talking about. So the purpose of the southern block is fundamentally to curb liberals, two two liberal Democratic candidates, right? They want to ensure that it's a so-called moderate or a slightly conservative voter. But this time, now that you have California thrown in, which has the a massive amount of delegates, uh, that kind of offsets it so that you can lose the southern block still win California and come out okay from Super Tuesday. But then what makes things kind of funky is the way in which our order goes, right? Mm. Iowa starts first, followed by New Hampshire, then Nevada, then South Carolina. South Carolina hasn't voted for a Democrat in years. Mm -hmm. But it's early on in the primary, and so it shapes the Democratic... It has an oversized influence on the Democratic primary. In the same way that Iowa and New Hampshire do as well. And so the Democratic primary in regards to its order is very funky. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an antiquated old order. I think uh, Castro brought up uh, this particular issue. It was like, why is Iowa voting first? Yeah. Versus a place like Texas or Florida that's more diverse, that looks like the actual demographic base. Yeah, right? yeah. Didn't Trevor Noah do a piece on that? Yeah, it's true. It's something that a lot of Democrats and liberals uh, have been pointing out for ages. But it's also one of those things that the Democrats are still very committed to Iowa going first. Hmm. And yeah. Repub- everyone is. like, I, Everyone's got to do that stupid straw poll bullshit. Everyone's got to do the stupid fair where they all try to eat a hot dog without looking like fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right? did Howard yeah. Dean win Iowa? I don't remember if Howard Dean won Iowa. I think he he might have lost. Howard Dean won nothing after that. The only thing time. he won is a pia. I could have sworn he won Iowa and then lost like New Hampshire and all that shit because of the He might have. He might have. Yeah, because I think it was it was his victory speech at Iowa where he then flipped out. And then we're going straight to the White House. <laughs> Let's find out. Howard Dean, uh, Iowa. Uh, I should mention also that with like these, um, like on Super Tuesday, uh, states choose whether or not they want to be a part of, uh, you know, of that process too. So like there's a, there's like no like overarching federal reason why. John Kerry won it, by the way. Uh, John Kerry won. So, but there's no like, yeah, there's no overarching reason as to why Super Tuesday has the, the states that it does. A lot of it's based on kind of an individual determination. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so American politics are weird. Yeah. Listen, it's not the, the Super Tuesday that people volunteer to do it. It is an actual block. 
So California has agreed to participate in Super Tuesday, but the traditional historical creation of uh, Super Tuesday is the Southern Bloc. This is why Super Tuesdays has historically generally been the Southern states because it follows South Carolina. South Carolina opened Super Tuesday. Hmm. So the, why does this matter? Because it has an impact on moderate votes in particular, whatever moderate means in America, because apparently, you know, if one side wants health care and the other side wants children in concentration camps, there's a center there. I don't know what, but apparently there is. But so South Carolina, so what we saw in this particular instance in uh, 2020 is that Joe Biden, uh, former vice president, who I think we've all been guilty of normalizing in some instances as kind of a befuddled but lovable character, when in reality he is he's a shrewd politician who's participated in you know, some of the worst of our politics, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his campaign was kind of dead in the water. And then South Carolina happened, where he got the endorsement of Joe Clyburn, uh, of uh, Clyburn, uh, who was a very important black politician. That gave him a boost, and as a result, kind of from South Carolina, allowed him to enter into the Southern Bloc and then consolidate a series of kind of votes there. So we're now going through this kind of interesting moment in which the Southern t- or, or, or Super Tuesday is turning out to be a lot different than people expected. Sanders has won California, he's won Vermont, he's won Utah, uh, and he's doing, he's coming out delegate-wise all right. But as a result, originally... Sanders was believed to come out of this with an insurmountable lead. Right yeah. now, they're competitive with Biden in the lead. And yeah. it just goes to show you just how fluid this race can become, particularly because of Super Tuesday. Look, man, honestly, my I'm annoyed with Biden in the DNC because, what was it? It was Saturday, Buttigieg dropped out, right? Yeah. And then... Sunday or Monday, uh, Amy Klobuchar dropped out, and then they both like backed Biden afterwards, which really annoys me because it's like it feels like 2016 all over again, where it's like the establishment really doesn't want Bernie Sanders. And I hear it a lot from like my Gen X family members and friends mm. that they're like, "Well, Bernie can't win; he's too progressive." We agree with his politics, but he's too progressive. They're not going to vote for him. Like, no, asshole. If you Gen X and millennials make up the biggest voting block, right? Like, we outnumber boomers by a, sh- a shit ton if we all vote, yeah. which we don't for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but, like, they agree with Bernie's policies, yet they vote for Biden because he think they think he's the safer choice. Well, and- I think there's a, there's a lot of kind of complicated components to this. And, and I think that should be noted. First, Americans uh, are afraid. I think the Trump administration has really terrified a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so they're just kind of focused on this, we're going to vote. And we see this with black voters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of racist language that's coming out about black voters. Oh, well, they're low information. And oh, they're voting against their own interests. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. What's, what we're seeing is a black community that's seen how bad it can get in America. That's true. Yeah. Right? And so they're voting on someone who, yeah, he has a shifty past. He's worked with segregationists. He's, you know, tried to cut Medicare, but who's familiar? Yeah. We can survive a Biden. We can't survive the uncertain 
is what the black community is saying with their vote right now, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have a generational divide, a very clear one. You have older generations, as you rightly noted, who are clearly voting Biden. And these are people who have this weird nostalgia factor. We just want to return to the politics of the past. In fact, uh, Jennifer Rubin, who's actually a Republican, was talking about, uh, I, want to ret- I don't want a revolution. I want to return to decency and integrity uh, and civility. And I said, uh, ah, yes, a return to drone warfare, but with a thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that's for a lot of them it is. It's this romanticized version of the past because, you know, Obama wasn't vulgar. Yeah, you know, yeah. he didn't have a repugnant personality. He's a fucking very personable guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's no denying that he's probably one of the most charismatic politicians in a lifetime. Yeah, it's true. incredibly likable. But let's be real. The mechanisms that Trump is using right now to devastate the immigrant community, to devastate uh, refugees, to carry out warfare abroad, are the mechanisms that... Obama built, expanded, fostered, cultivated, and then left in the hands of Trump. Yeah, that's true. ICE and detention facilities, those didn't just pop up when Trump got elected. They were around before. They were around before. My friends who worked in immigration call Obama the deporter-in-chief. Mm-hmm. He deported more people than any previous president in history. Yeah. So we got to acknowledge that, that for a lot of people, they, they're fine with the way things are. They just want to return to when things were more reliable. They don't want the uncertainty. Yeah. And we know that. Here's, even now, the Trump administration, right, the, all, for all the resistance and hash, you know, hashtag resistance, mm-hmm. right, all that shit you see on Twitter, at the end of the day, where, where is the real mobilization against children in concentration camps? Yeah, it's true. You know, the Democrats have done more to attack their own outsider, Sanders, than they have to resist children in concentration camps. Yeah, it's very true. And listen, one thing that uh, I am going to say that I am shocked by is that Bloomberg didn't split Biden's votes by as much as I thought he would have. No, well, I think uh, Warren eviscerated Bloomberg pretty badly. I mean, that guy sucks, too. Yeah. he only won Samoa. Yeah, he won American Samoa, which is in in like the, it's got to be one of the greatest vanity projects of all time. I mean, he spent how many billions of dollars? Like several hundred million dollars of yeah. his own money, dude, just for this. You know what's crazy, right? So I've been nonstop called and texted by the fucking Bloomberg campaign for the past like week now. They are right? fucking persistent. I've they're seen persistent. them on Twitter and you're just like, wow. Dude, they're so persistent. And it's like, you know, like what's crazy is so my godson um lives in Virginia. He told like his mom, um my like one of my really close friends, he told her like, hey mommy, you need to vote for Bloomberg. This is a six year old, right? Saying, mommy, you need to vote vote for Bloomberg. And she's like, how the hell do you know who Bloomberg is? <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw him on YouTube. I guess he's putting ads on fucking children's YouTube videos. For wow. like, yeah. So, like, the kids are telling their parents to vote for Bloomberg. My buddy went to vote in Virginia today, right? He voted for Bernie. He took his nephew with them because he wanted, he wanted his nephew to see, like, the election system, right? And, like, hey, you, need, you know, you need to vote. Like, I'm taking you with me so you can see how important it is. So, he marked Bernie. And then his nephew put a check mark next to Mike Bloomberg 
and he had to get another ballot because of it. And like he asked him why. He's like, oh, I've seen that guy on TV. He seems like he wants to fight Trump, and he's going to beat Trump. Wow. So like, like he's doing a lot of campaigning. And he's, like, he's fucking everywhere. Well, the reality the is that what we've seen here is that you can't really buy an election necessarily, but you sure as hell can affect one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's like yeah. it's it's crazy, man. Like I don't know, and I just I'm so like annoyed. Like it's literally I'm just annoyed with everyone today. Right. right. It, it, it's all I'm annoyed with the Elizabeth Sanders campaign. Like tweeted or texted me again today. Like hey, um, this is Patty from the Elizabeth uh, Warren campaign. I just wanted to text you to see if you had voted today, and I'm like I did, and I voted for Sander, for Sanders, and she responded, "Alas, well, thank you." Okay, so V, how many delegates are up in the first four races? Could you give us that number? Sure. So, um, let's. It's 155 delegates. It's 155 delegates. New Hampshire, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a lot, right? It is. Yeah. But how many are up in Super Tuesday? Can we look that up real quick? Yeah, I actually have it right here. What it's, is it? Um, so 14 states in American Samoa, and that accounts for 1,345 delegates. Damn. 34%. Damn. Yeah. So this is why Super Tuesday is so yeah. big. Texas in and California in particular are huge right now. Now, what we're seeing happening right before our eyes right now is that after... Uh, South Carolina, and with the beginning of Tuesday, the moderates in America, again, whatever the fuck that means, consolidated around Bernie. So he, I mean, B- Biden. He mm-hmm. got that pushed from Clyburn. Then Buttigieg dropped out and Klobuchar dropped out. Klobuchar secured Minnesota for him. Mm-hmm. So Biden ends up winning Minnesota, a place he should never have won. Yeah. Right? A week ago, Bernie was ahead in Minnesota. Then. We see that he is uh, winning in Massachusetts because the progressive vote is split between Sanders and Warren. What this tells us is a couple things. First, that moderates are willing to consolidate while progressives will shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love w- w- Warren, right? Warren is great. I think his, are there, again, there's cause for concern for some of her votes. But on the whole, she's a good ally in the Senate. But man... This is a person who has crippled her own progressive agenda. Yeah, yeah. If you and Sanders both agree on most things, even if you don't agree with how to go about it, the principles you agree on, why would you hamper those principles? He's the front runner. He's got a path to victory. You don't. You could have thrown your support behind him before Super Tuesday, like Klobuchar and... Buttigieg did. Buttigieg has had more delegates than Warren when he dropped out. And and Biden. And Biden. That's the thing. It's like Buttigieg dropped out because he knew his numbers weren't good, but he was doing better than Warren was. The second thing this tells us is that we're now seeing in the Democratic Party, unlike what we're seeing in the Republican Party, a tension between party politics and the grassroots. Yes, there is a grassroots which is fundamentally more democratic, which is grounded in a broader, more diverse demographic: black voters, uh, you know, Latino voters, younger voters, etc. And then we're seeing party politics. That is a group of people who are insiders who will actually coordinate. I mean, we're now hearing stories about how Obama might have actually called Buttigieg. 
and told him to drop out and get behind Biden. Really? Right? So, like, that type of coordination. At the same time that you have this back-end deal-making bullshit, right, you've got a media narrative that's emerged. I mean, for the past several months, Sanders has been hammered over and over again. And we see this in the language of the Bernie bro, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you've all heard about the accusations of the Bernie bro, about how toxic they are, about, oh my God, they're, st- you know, they're attacking women online and they're attacking journalists and, oh my God, they're booing us. This is as bad as Trump. These two are the same as Trump. This is the language we see about the Bernie bro. With this media narrative, you would almost think as if it was the Bernie bros that went into a synagogue and shot it up. That went into a mosque and shot it up. That marched in Charleston and said Jews will not replace us. Right. You've completely forgotten the fixation on the Bruni bro has allowed us to completely forget that, wait a minute, there is a toxic party here and it's not the Sanders supporters. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. All three of us have had to experience alt-right bullshit on Twitter, haven't we? Absolutely. But somehow... Somehow, it's the Bruni bro that's toxic. Yeah, right. I don't understand this weird. It's like a cannibal. I mean, we had this problem before too, where it's like this odd cannibalization of like people on the left. And I think it's uh, we've always kind of talked about how people on the right mobilize much easier than people on the left do. Yeah, like we see this. Like it's like when it comes down to it, it's like once they've chosen the candidate, they're much more like they're much more open to just kind of voting for that single candidate. Um, I would argue that, you know, we're in a, I mean, our our system's already fucked up the fact that we only have two parties. I think it's already messed up that it, 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 it literally goes one or the other. You know, I would never, I would never, I've, I don't think ever in our, in my, you know, my 34 years being alive, have I ever agreed with a Republican. But like, you know, there's really, it's just the, the idea that somehow some people with similar agendas can somehow try to eat one another so egregiously in this situation and you're you're right about the bernie thing because you know i'm on twitter all the time because i hate my life and apparently i like reading people's <laughs> tweets and i have to tell you like the amount of like weird bernie toxicity tweets has oh, yeah. really like has really there's been a huge influx and you know they're talking about how you know interference and that's one thing with the internet too it's all like how how it's like you know kind of putting those seeds of of doubt between people through, you know, people that aren't American, you know, I guess a lot of people are talking about, about interference from outside countries and everything. Right. And that's like, man, like you just really see how the, how, how dirty this whole process is. Right. And how much influence really matters and how much, how much people will, how much people will like, or how many fucked up things people will do or say in order to kind of affect the influence. Um, it's just a really, uh, politi- I mean, I don't. I can't speak for politics in any other country, but American politics, especially during election years, really kind of shows our ass to the rest of the world. Mm, yeah. And with the internet, it just—I think it, it tenfold. You really just kind of see how ridiculous the whole thing is. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. The, the, the narrative that emerges is just one of those things. That you're like, what the hell? So where do we go now? Where do we go from here? Right? Is the is the is the main question? Uh, it looks like. We're going to walk away from Super Tuesday with a Biden surge, but with Sanders still holding on quite strongly, thanks to California and maybe Texas, right? Texans. We're not quite sure. We'll see. But uh, the delegate count favors him, Sanders, right? 
it's still going to be a tough one or the delicate count the delicate count favors biden but it's going to be still within sanders score there's still more like nine more primaries and several more votes to go we might be headed into a brokered convention what does that mean yeah i don't know um, what that means this is when you arrive to the D- democratic national convention which will be held in milwaukee this year and there's nobody who wins a majority of the delegates in the first round. Then it's opened up for trading. You do what's known as delegate vote trading. You convince each delegate to go to the other side. I'll vote this, I'll vote that, until you get the majority. And if you can't, superdelegates come in and they decide. What the fuck's a superdelegate? A superdelegate is like a more important delegate. That's all you need to know. The problem here is that the power rests not with ordinary people. The power rests with the insiders of the party. One, being a superdelegate, someone who is unpledged, someone who is not committed to any particular group, but they already have clear preferences, which is not Sanders. The result of this is that from a brokered convention, people can emerge who weren't even running. That's what's known as a unity ticket. It's like, all right, well, we can't select Bernie or we can't select Biden, but we'll select Kamala because she's a unity candidate that we can all get behind. The problem is that a brokered convention almost 100% guarantees that the Democrats will lose in November. Yeah, because like no, it's usually someone that nobody wants. Yeah, it's usually that mm. no one wants, and it also means that they are unable to gather enough votes to create a real winning coalition. Yeah. So where we are right now is a disaster for Democrats. It's a disaster. It's not a good sign. It's an indication that the party is far more interested in maintaining who who their candidate is rather than putting up a real fight against Trump. It also is an indication that voters are deeply skeptical of the candidates that are running. So we don't know what's going to what's going to look like over the next few weeks. We might tune in in a couple of weeks and say, "Hey, look, we Sanders has pushed pulled ahead." Or we might say at this point in time, that's it. Biden has won. Yeah. So keep your eye out for this. Uh it's going to be interesting. It's a little bit funky it's weird uh but that's american politics for you and this was currently nerdy bringing american politics for you and with that we're gonna leave it diz is gonna take us out yes you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash currently nerdy on twitter at currently nerdy instagram currently nerdy tumblr currently nerdy dot tumblr.com uh youtube youtube.com slash currently nerdy we're on stitcher google play and the apple itunes app Make sure you subscribed. Give us a five-star rating and review um, if you already haven't. And if you have, thank you. We appreciate you. But make sure you share our podcast with your friends because you're not a true friend unless you've exposed your friends to the currently nerdy virus. Um, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, I got to get a hold of you. It's a racist-ass virus is what it is. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at vtrend214. That's V Y. T R A N two one four or on my website thesandwichslayer.com. Ali? 
You can catch me on my website, alialomi.com, or on Twitter and Instagram, at A-A-O-L-O-M-I, doing weekly threads on uh, uh, Islamic cosmology and folklore, so do check those out, or on our sister podcast, Head on History, Diz. You can find me everywhere, except on Twitter right now, because I'm banned, at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and you can also find me on the Currently Nerdy Sports Podcast, it's... you soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy season one ended in january but season two should be coming out in a few months so check it out for everyone here at currently nerdy thank you for tuning in and remember stay smart sexy nerds all hail the currently nerdy episode.